we have Pastor Mark with us today. Pastor Mark Jones and his wife Susan go way back in our lives, uh, almost since we were in our early marriage with our kids. Susan got saved in Grace Harbor, which is pretty amazing. And then uh, Mark and she met in Bible college, I think. And then she snatched him up and he became a dentist and made lots of money. You know, that's... (laughs) That's the way it goes. But one, my, my one thing with Pastor Mark, I've gotten two hole-in-ones in my life in golf. And I can't think of two better people that I would get them with. One was with Pinky. And uh, he just said, I, I think it's going in. He wasn't like super thrilled, but he was, <laughs> he was, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. I, when we got up there, I said, Pinky, you can take the ball out if you want it for me. But then this, the first one I actually got was with Pastor Mark. I won't tell you the story other than he wasn't with Jesus that day. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. Okay, let, let me read our theme verse for the year, Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. And that's really been our heart for the whole year as we've been going through different uh, parts of John and other sermons. God's showing us how to be with him. And I can't think of a better man and a better woman to show us how to be with Jesus. So would you stand and give Mark and Sue Jones a big welcome as they come this year. <laughs> He said to me, do you want me to tell that story tomorrow? And I said, no. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to be here. I'm honored to be in Harbor City Church. I'm honored to be with you. We go back for 40 years, I think, or 30 or some decades. I don't, I don't know. At 65, you start losing track, you know. And, uh, but God's doing a good thing in Grace Harbor, in Harbor City Church. How many sense the Holy Spirit is doing something brand new right now? How many feel like, come on, let, how many are believing for God's fresh outpouring right now by the power of the Holy Spirit? How many are believing for an ingathering that God's doing something new amongst the youth? He's doing something new in our midst. He's doing something new amongst the young and something new amongst the old and I'm excited about what God's doing here, right here, right in this, this region. And, and God's up to something. Even downtown, restoration is going on. You're seeing signs of God, life coming back. And, and how many have been under some pressure over this last season? Could I have a show of hands? If you felt like, could you, could you stand up if you, no, I'm just kidding. No, just, 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 uh, could you identify, could you tell me what you've been thinking? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I, I said to one gal, I, 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 I'm going to talk tonight. We were in this, I was single moms actually group. Oh, by the way, I want to honor my wife right here, Susan. I just, I'm telling you, I could not do like. No, no, well, no, we're together. I'm going to get back to the single mom story in a minute. I could not do life without Susan. She is, she is incredible, and I honor her. Could you give her a hand? Because I love her so much. She's the prototype right thinker, and I'm the prototype wrong thinker, and God knew we needed to be together, so that's kind of the story. And then I want to honor your pastors, Doug and Lois. Come on, let's... 
Come on, let's give it up for Doug and Lois and what God is doing on the harbor right now. Dear friends, I'm so grateful for our friendship. Uh, they've bailed us out so many times, drawn so close to us in so many different situations. And we go way back again, Susan being saved here. I was in the, uh, a group of single moms, and I, I, like, I love to talk about your thought life, you know, just how you're thinking. So I, I said, tonight I'm going to talk about your thought life. And the gal next to me goes, ah! <laughs> I, I said, no, not your thought life. Just kind of thought life in general, like just general, not, not your, you know. How many know that would be intimidating if someone could, could know our thoughts? Raise your hand if that's true. Like, wow, that's kind of scary. Like, uh, you know, we have, we're nervous to even share what we're thinking with somebody else, let alone, you know, someone else telling us what we're thinking. And so I'm believing for God to move on the harbor. I'm believing for the God to move on your life, to just pour in his Holy Spirit, to activate something amazing that, that above and beyond what we could ask or think. And whatever the enemy meant for evil, that was in the song, God is going to turn for good. Come on. How many are a candidate for God turning some of that pressure, some of that strange things that have happened, some of the, 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 the hard things we've been through for good, that God would bring forth something brand new. Come on, are you a candidate for that? I'm telling you. Let's give the Lord a hand. He's good. Because, frankly, apart from him, we can do nothing. How many have found that out? But through him, all things are possible. Now, I did want you to raise your hand if you've been feeling like stress or pressure, like this has been a pressure-packed season, and you want to hear a message of hope, a message of strength, something that will impart into you. Just raise your hand if you've been feeling that pressure. Lift it up for me. Just, feel, just kind of wave your hand at me. Kind of, kind of just wave it before the Lord. Let, let those around you know, just turn to the one next to you and say, you're not alone in this battle. Come on, turn around and say, you're not alone in this battle. You're not alone. Come on, say it to somebody. They, they might need it this morning. You're not alone. How many feel isolated sometimes? Sometimes just a weird sense of isolation comes on you, and you feel like you're the only one facing that battle. Come on, lift your hand up if that's you. And, 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 but God is present in all of it. So I'm so excited about uh, just sharing my thoughts with you and, and my heart with you. I want to talk about five essentials to your first thought in the morning. Five essentials to your very, very first thought in the morning. I want you to <clears throat> just sit back and listen to this. Just let this absorb in the power of the first thought. You know, I'm such passionate about giving the Lord the first 15 minutes of every day and I was a basket case emotionally 15 years ago. Susan said, you're the most unhappy person I've ever met. And, uh, and that kind of got my attention. Some other things were getting my attention. And I remember starting on the journey with the Lord, just giving him the very, very first of the day. And all of a sudden, something began to change in my life, change in my heart, change in my atmosphere. So I became passionate about giving the Lord the first 15 minutes. And so then I was with a, a guy, we were at Starbucks and we were sitting there 
and I was talking about the first 15 like it was some program or something. And, 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 and you know how we like to make a program out of everything? We'll make a program out of the Lord. We'll, we'll try to just make something out. And he said, I don't think it's the first 15. I think it's the first thought. I think you need to, we need to concentrate on the very, very first thought out of the gate. And I thought to myself, man, that's a revelation. How many have struggled with your thought life? Just, just felt pressure inside of your being. Just lift your hand up and share it with us. This is where the battle is going on right here in our mind. We're in this spiritual conflict. We've been born into this conflict. We can't get out of the conflict. We're in the conflict. And, and, the, and the battle is over our thoughts. The battle is over what we're thinking. Because ultimately what you think, you'll end up becoming. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Well, actually, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, what? It speaks. It's going to end up out of us somewhere, and it's going to cause uh, this outward pressure, and it all starts with a thought. Think of, think of Adam and Eve and, and the devil, the serpent. What was he doing? Tempting her mind, questioning God, bringing her lies. How many have felt lies in your mind? You, and you know they're, they're so weird, your thoughts, that they couldn't be from God. They're so strange they couldn't even be from you. It's a warfare. There's a, there's a pressure that's bearing down on us every single minute. And this pressure is real. Man, if you just expose it with your friends, if you can just get it out, it almost sounds too bizarre to even be, like, real. But it, have you ever noticed some of your dreams? Where do you come up with that stuff? I mean, where is that coming from? Like, that is so weird, isn't it? Are you two agreeing with me? I'm telling you. I just look for the ones in the room that are smiling, agreeing with me, and then I just kind of connect. If you don't, if we don't have any interaction, I'll just shut down and I'll just sit down. I mean, I just stop. No, I'm kidding. How many realize this pressure is so intense against our mind? Take a deep breath. I really want us to hear this today. I really believe God has something extraordinary for you, something that a tool that you can grab hold of, that you can use and wage warfare against the enemy every single day. I use this stuff every single day. I don't want to dare go out in and venture in to this complicated world without the grace and the kindness of God leading the way. We need him, don't we? We need him desperately. And, and so this is exciting. Now, 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, and if we, if we have that one, we'll put it up. For God has not given us, you or me, the spirit of fear. How many know fear is the enemy? Let's just say it. Fear is the enemy. How many struggle with fear? Just, just cut it. I mean, it... it, it it, fear is the enemy, and it leads to the most catastrophic decisions, the most uncomfortable uh, feelings. It's so bizarre. But Paul says here to Timothy, I didn't get, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, 
love, and a sound mind. How many are candidates for power, love, and a sound mind? Kind of lift your hand. Woohoo! In 1 Timothy, the church was growing. In 2 Timothy, there was a persecution, and Timothy was nervous. Do you ever get nervous? <laughs> I tell you, I'm the number one afraid person on the planet. So, uh, so this is such a word for my heart, such a word for your heart, such a, such a grace can come into our life because no matter what our personality, fear is the enemy. And God wants to give us power, love, and a sound mind. Just say that, thank you. Just say, thank you, Lord. Maybe you've been a little unstable just recently. God's going to stabilize you. I'm telling you, I'm prophesying it over you. I'm prophesying to you that God is going to bring you into a new dimension of his love and grace. Not by strength or might, but by his spirit. It's just going to be so exciting to just see what happens, what this unlocks, what these five essentials unlock inside of us. Because I'm an applicationist. If what I'm doing isn't working, i got to find something that works. Like, 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 It's insanity to do the same thing over and over, hoping for a different result. That's Albert Einstein, by the way, one of the smartest men on the planet. Like, change it up. We got to, let, let's, how many are open to changing it up a little bit and see what God does? I really feel like God is, is, is doing something. He's a, he wants to accomplish something. He's got a plan and a purpose. He wants to release his grace and favor to move forward in your life. Something so extraordinary. If you're young, if you're under 20, just lift your hand up to me. I'm telling you. God wants to do something fresh and new in this generation, this young generation, this old. If, if you're older, lift your hand up to me. Just lift it up to me. Great. Older than 20, lift your hand up. Now we're all in. You're in a spiritual battle. It's waging hot. I want to read something to you out of brain science. And uh, can you hold on with me for a minute while I read you this? Because I, I really believe it's going to affect you in a, in a positive way. As we, as we get a revelation of how the enemy has tried to defeat us. Now let's read out of just one. And I, I promote the first 15 minutes in the morning, spending time with the Lord first. How many are saying... Yeah, how many, how many realize the morning's hard? The morning. <laughs> and so this is, this, is, this, is the, this is the challenge. It says, it only takes 5 to 16 minutes a day. Okay, think of that. It takes a little bit of time. It takes five, And this is what she's going to, Carolyn Leaf is going to unpack for us. And she's a Christian, and she's sharing from her insights as a, as a therapist and somebody that's helped a lot of people Help them get over brain problems, okay? Challenges in their brain. I've had a brain problem. My wife would admit, yes, he has a brain problem. Can you admit I'm getting better? <laughs> so here it is. Research has shown that 5 to 16 minutes a day of focused, come on, meditative capturing of thoughts shifts the frontal 
brain states that are likely to engage with the world. Can I share with you what that is? This is the frontal lobe right here. It's the prefrontal cortex, and it's what engages with the world. When you wake up in the morning, what's your first thought? You've got to do something. I've got to go somewhere. I've got to be somewhere. I've got to worry about something. How many pick up a worry right off the bat? Can I have a show of hands if that's you? If you're just start, you just wake up and you start worrying. Can I can lift your hand up if that's you? Wake up, and you wake up, and you have something to do, something to, somewhere to go, something to accomplish. And, and so this is so powerful. It says, research also has shown that the same 5 to 16 minutes of intense deep thinking activity increases the chances of a happier outlook on life. How many are open to a happier outlook on life? Come on, let's, come on, God is there. God has blessed us with this powerful and sound mind, 2 Timothy 2.17, okay? When we direct our attention by capturing our thoughts, we, tar we provide a target for our mental facilities. Now, think about this. When we direct our attention by capturing our thoughts, we provide a target for our mental faculties. Then God will give you a project and your balance will be restored. If you don't let God give you a thinking project, now get this. If you don't let God give you a thinking project, now God's using body, soul, and spirit. Spirit within us where his spirit is, our heart, and our mind. And he says if God doesn't give us a thinking project, it says this. The enemy, will, with a capital E, will surely step in to try to catch your thoughts and destroy your balance. Whoa. How many have had their balance? How many have gotten off balance in the morning because the enemy got a hold of the first thought? Could I have a show of hands if that's you? How many realize that this is where the battle is? It's in our heart and it's in our mind. Brain science has discovered this. There's, there's more to this than I can unpack. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert in this. I'm an applicationist, meaning I'm just applying this and seeing amazing things happening inside of my heart and my mind. And all I want to do is impart it to you so that you can go out and get the victory. Because the enemy wants to cause a defeat in your life. He wants, let's just put it this way, he wants to hijack the very first thought in the morning. Have you ever noticed how you just get off in the morning, you just get on a track, and, 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 and because this part of our mind is meant to be for the Lord. Our heart is meant to be for him. And as we allow him to give us a thinking project, that's God speaking to us by his Holy Spirit. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound amazing? God has designed the frontal lobe of our brains precisely to do this. We're actually created to be in this intimate relationship and fellowship with the creator. Spirit, heart, and body. All the way out to what we're thinking. And you know, you don't have to think about everything you think. You're not obligated. I'm just going to tell you right now. No, let that sink in. <laughs> I liked it when you left. You don't have to think about everything you think. And very often the first thought isn't the God thought. 
Have you noticed that when someone does something to you or cuts you off on the highway? Have you ever noticed the first thought isn't the God thought? Come on. (laughs) I don't want this to be too heady because then it just goes, whoop. I just want this to be practical. (laughs) Biblical. In sync with your victory. Because I'm an encourager. And so the Bible says if you're an encourager, find someone to encourage. I want to encourage you today. I want by the time the day's done, you're encouraged. You just walk out and go, I don't know what he said, but I got encouraged. (laughs) Now, I want to say something that will impact you. Can you see this? Can you see how spirit, heart, and mind are starting to work together in sync row with the kingdom of God? When you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, you're in sync with heaven. I'm going to read this quick, and then I'm going to go to the five essentials. God has designed the frontal lobe of our brains precisely to do this. Handle his, his, capital H, thought projects. Where do you think a word of knowledge ends up? It's got to end up in here, a prophecy. It's got to end up here. But it's got to go through a complete process coming from heaven to our spirit, to our heart, and then to our frontal lobe, and then we can deliver it. Even in the prophetic moments when someone's prophesying over someone, that's a direct connection from heaven flowing through the spirit, right through the heart, and right into the mind. They have to get something, and then right into the person's life. This is so powerful when you see this simple connection between spirit, heart, and body. This perspective is highlighted in uh, 2 Corinthians 10.5. I'm going to set that right down there. Okay. Now, I start each day doing these five things, focusing my very first thought heavenward, okay? What about if we focused our very first thoughts heavenward and not outward? What would, what would change in our day? How many think this could, this could actually have an impact? So you have the five things there. So this is what I want to say. Five simple applications of scriptures in relationship to making an application to your very first thought. So that's what we're doing. We're making an application to our very, very first thought. Okay, number one, set your affections on the things above. Very, very first thought out of the gate, set your affections on the things above. Now listen to this, in Colossians 3, 1 and 2, it says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Now we're making the application to our very first thought, right? We're bringing it down to our very, very first thought in the morning, the very, very first thought we think, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Now, that idea there to set your, is to set your mind. It, it means to have an attitude. Very, very first thought, to have an attitude. Very, very first thing, to ponder. It means to hold a view. It means to, it means to set your mind on the things above, not on the things of this earth. How many set their first thought on the things of this earth? I know the one thing that we like is what? You guys are so... <laughs> <laughs> 
See, you can set your mind on something. I got it out of I, I did, I've never preached this to a group before, so you are quick. You are so quick. Coffee. <laughs> Set your affections on the things above. <laughs> After you have your coffee. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, this is going to change your life. It's going to change your life. Come on, don't let this pass by today. This, this one thing, if I didn't go on from here and you just said, okay, tomorrow, one guy got so excited about this, he went home and said, we're doing these five first thoughts. He has all these kids. Every one of you. Your first thought, you know, I could just see it. I'm not like that, but everybody's getting up. You're meeting with the Lord. Your first thought's on the Lord. And then from there on, it's on him. Okay, this, this word actually means obsession. This is, this is what we're to be obsessed. So, so <laughs> the five-year-old got this in his spirit, so he was giving the Lord the first thought. And uh, his mom got up, and she wasn't. And so the kid reminded her that she, he should. She should. <laughs> mom, start with giving God the first thought. This isn't working. So... so now, if a five-year-old can get it, we can get it. First thought. God, that's say first thought. first thought. Set your affections on the things above. Not, it says, on the things of the earth. Now, look what's happening. The enemy's not able to hijack your executive function, your frontal lobe. And God now is going to begin to impart his thoughts into your heart by the power of his word and by his spirit. This is life transformation right here. This is going to change your day, the trajectory of your day. This is going to be, an, I'm an applicationist. Like, let's apply it. If it says it, let's apply it. Because if we don't apply it, the enemy's applying pressure. So the first one is to set your affection. Just set your heart on the Lord. Set your, set your affection, everything that God wants. Just set. Next is to fix your gaze on Jesus. Come on now. Now, that word in Hebrews 12, 2 means to, it says here, we do this by keeping our what? Our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. This word fix means to rivet. We're going to rivet in the morning our eyes on Jesus. From the moment you wake up, good morning, Heavenly Father, however you can just allow your heart to fix its gaze on the Lord. This will be transformative for the way you're going to think during that day. Can you see this now? You're setting your affection on the things above. You're fixing your gaze on Jesus. You haven't even hardly moved. And God is already working within the deepest places in you as you fix your life on him. The third is to surrender your will over to God's will. This is the third of the five essentials, just to surrender, to, to really give God complete control of our life, to let the Holy Spirit take complete control. How many struggle with surrender? Could I have a show of hands if that's you? If, if that's been a difficulty over the years, just lift your hand. No, I'll be honest, just lift your hand up if that's been a, a challenge. That is a challenge to surrender. But in that moment, simply surrender over your will to God's will. Think how that could change your day. 
Think how that could change the flow of the spirit, the dynamic of what God wants to do. The fourth thing is, is to cast your cares on the Lord. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care upon him because what? He cares about you. And you know what we worry about most? Can I just share with you honestly? We worry about the things we care about the most. We just don't worry randomly. We worry about the things we care about the most. And those are the things God wants you to just cast on him. So think about that in the morning. When those things try to come on you, you just cast them. And the word cast means to just throw them on the Lord. Think how different your day day would be if you weren't carrying those anxieties around during the day. Because it says to cast your anxieties on the Lord. Your worries. What worry and fear and, 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 and anxiety do is they create stress in our system. And that stress creates pressure. And then we're, we're, under, we're under a weight of the burden of that worry. Wouldn't it be just beautiful if you think about it? Just like they start coming to your mind. Whoop. Just I'll throw that one on you, Lord. Oh, you could just throw that. Come on, let's just throw the. Come on, let's just start. Come on, let's just do this with me. Just kind of. Come on, let's just practice this. Just kind of get those, those. Just cast your cares. Throw them on the Lord. I'm telling you, if you do this every morning, the enemy will stop bothering you with these thinking, these negative thoughts. How many are a candidate to just have God do something so brand new inside of your heart in this season? The fifth thing is to give your thanks and praise. And, and uh, I want to read 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. The band can come up. If they're still ready to play, just come up. And It says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Thankfulness is so powerful as a weapon. Thankfulness can change everything. Thankfulness and praise can change the morning. Now down here it says, when we're grateful, this is a little brain science, but it says, when we express gratitude or thanksgiving, and receive the same. When we're thanking the Lord and we're just thanking him, it says our brain releases dopamine and serotonin, the two crucial neurotransmitters responsible for our emotions. And they make us feel good. God's designed us to be in a state of well-being. They make us feel good. They enhance our mood immediately, making us feel happy from the inside. Now, how many, how many would like to be a little happier? I mean, it's like, like and I, I realize that what God wants to do is open up our heart to something brand new in him. He wants to do something so fresh and new. And, and I just wanted to say this honestly and, and be transparent. My passion is that people don't suffer under anxiety and pressure. 
And I want to pray for you today. I want to pray God's strength and blessing on you. I feel like this message can bring about a great freedom to your heart. Even right now, as we just center our heart on the Lord and just open up our heart to Him. And you know, the Lord would have stopped the, well, He did, He stopped for the one. He always stopped for the one. So the five things we're going to do first thing in every morning, and you have a handout there, and you could just take the handout. You could do the surrender prayer. You could, you could just try it and see what happens, and you're going to be amazed. I remember one gal started this, and after seven days, seven days, her boss said, what in the world is happening to you? What in the world is happening to you? Transformation isn't something like a like figuring life out or it's not self-helps it's not God helps those who help themselves it's God helps those who ask him for help this is about a relationship with the creator this is about intimacy this is about knowing him this isn't about a program of doing these five things like they're mechanical it's about engaging into a relationship with the Creator from the very, very moment that your eyes open. God can begin that process of renewing from the very, very first moment of every day. So this is what I want to do. I just want you to, because we have just a few minutes, just, just close your eyes. Just feel like God's, God's ministering to us by His Spirit, but... If you've been under any kind of depression, discouragement, any kind of uh, just hard to get your thoughts together, I want to pray for you. Just I want to ask the Holy Spirit to do something fresh and new inside of you today. So if you could just lift your hand if you've been really under it, just really facing something difficult, just just. Just make a simple response to the Lord. There's, just open up your heart to what God has. I just sense that this, these practical things are things you can do tomorrow, but God's right here today. Lots of hands up. Just put your hand, everybody, on your heart. Just let the... Feel there's a grace here, just, just an anointing here to... Release God's favor and blessing into your life, his strength. Maybe you, you were on the edge. Maybe you just felt like, man, I am so stressed. I am so under it. I believe today God's moving by his spirit upon you to release his anointing into your life. And I just want to prophesy this, your best days are ahead. I'm prophesying to you, your best days are ahead. You might not even know how to process that, but I'm telling you, God is reclaiming the ground the enemy has taken. God is doing something new by the power of his Holy Spirit. And he's right here to minister to you. He's right here to release in you a fresh anointing, a fresh oil. He's right here to pour into you what you need by the power of the Spirit. Just take a deep breath. Just let the, 
Let the anointing that's here just be released into your heart. Don't look at these five essentials as something more to do. They're not. There's something that God wants to draw you into a deeper, more intimate walk with Him. He wants to give you power, love, and a sound mind. He wants to bring a new clarity to your heart. Don't get discouraged if it doesn't happen overnight or if it's just like a flash and you just say, that doesn't work. Just, I've been at it for 15 years and I see every day there's a little progress. Every day there's a, a little more grace, a little more understanding, a little bit more territory taken for the Lord. So let's just open up and allow the Holy Spirit to work deep inside your heart. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for this family. God, I pray that those that came in struggling, God, those that came in that felt like there was an intense battle going on in your mind, Father, we pray peace be still to that storm. We pray a peace upon every person here. Lord, let your presence just release a fresh oil. And we declare it's not by strength or might, it's by your spirit. Just, just, just marinate there for, let the Holy Spirit, I just feel the Holy Spirit's touching. He's breaking up some of the ground right now. He's just ministering by his love, just just open up to the goodness of God. He's, our wells get plugged up. Our wells get things in them that, that hinder the flow of the Spirit. And when we pause in God's presence and just let Him work, He begins to do something so fresh and new inside of us. Just picture this like your morning, just sitting there before the Lord, just sitting, basking in His presence, just receiving his thoughts for your life and short-circuiting the work of the enemy, the lying spirits that just badger us, come against us, come against your mind. Try to isolate you, discourage you, take you out of your destiny. I believe that today destinies are being unlocked. I believe right now in the spirit, destinies are being unlocked, things that have been thwarted in the past are going to be released even now as we're waiting on the Lord. And the Lord, just, just begin to let the Spirit of God minister to your mind. Let the Spirit of God minister to your heart. Let the flow of the Spirit begin to speak to you in the inner man. Let, let the very frontal lobe of your mind begin to receive the thinking that God has for you is love. His mercy, His kindness, His goodness, His grace that's yours in the secret things. The things nobody sees, the thoughts nobody ever has been told. God is ministering to the deepest place inside of you by His Spirit. Because He's good. It's His river ministering to your heart. It's just you opening up. Good morning, Heavenly Father. We're saying good morning. We're saying we're setting our affections on the things above, not the things of this world. We're fixing our gaze on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You're beautiful, Lord. You're lovely. 
We use our sanctified imagination to see you seated at the right hand of the Father. You're good. Lord, we surrender our will over to your will. We just come humbly to surrender in this atmosphere of your presence, our heart over to yours. Take control. We don't want to take control anymore, Lord. We want you to be in control, Lord. Lead us, guide us, direct us, Lord. We come to cast our cares. Just take, just, just as your hands on your heart, just let your, those cares go, let them go. Worries about money, worries about finance, worries about the kids, worried, is, worried about the things you care about the most. Just, just release those, worried about your health, worried about the things that try to press in on your mind that cause you confusion and cause you to sit in a chair and just worry yourself sick. It's not gonna happen anymore. I'm telling you today is the day of salvation. Today is a new beginning. God is gonna start something, spring something up in your soul by the power of his spirit. And there's gonna come a new mind, the mind of Christ. You're gonna think different, you're gonna feel different, you're gonna decide different because the presence of the living God is right there in the morning waiting for you. All night for you to get up, all night for you to open your eyes. He's passionate about you, he, he's intentional about you. He's right there to meet you. And all you have to do is say, good morning, Lord. Just the first line of the Lord's prayer, our Father who art in heaven, my Father. Maybe you didn't have a good father, a good role model, but you've got one in heaven. My father, maybe that's even scary to say it, my father, but he's your heavenly father and he's gonna bring about a restoration of your soul because he's good. Many of us need just a restoration of our soul. We need to have our soul renewed. We need a new way to think, a new way to feel, a new way to decide. Our heart is being given over. And let just thankfulness rise up out of a heart in the morning. Just let, let thankfulness just rise up this morning. We're thankful, Lord. Just say in your heart, Lord, I'm thankful. Jesus, I'm so thankful for what I'm facing, going through, because I know you're with me. I know you're right there with me to take me through. I thank you that I'm not alone, that I'm never alone, that you're always with me, that you're right here by my side. I just see a couple of people, maybe it's one or two, that were seriously under attack. And this might not just be a thought, but you, with eyes closed, just you felt seriously under attack in this last week or month. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. I just, there's, wow, I just feel like God is breaking I just see shackles that are falling right here in this place. I see shackles. The enemy thought he had you bound, thought he had you cornered, thought he had you at a point of, of despair where you couldn't see any hope and you were hopeless. The Lord is breaking that assignment right now. Wow, I just thank God. I thank God for his goodness. Now everyone can look at me and just uh, smile. 
How many received something from this today? Felt like the Lord is, is, is opening something up. I feel like God's doing something. Take a deep breath in God's presence. Just, just take it in. I sense some deep work. But it's not a heavy thing. It's a glorious thing. And God is about to break out, and he's positioning us for that breakout. Can you feel that? And he's getting us ready. I'm so excited. Well, it's been an honor to come. I'm over time by a minute. Let's give the Lord a hand. Come on, he's good. Come on, let's give him a big hand. Come on, he's good. Let's thank him. Woo! Let's thank him. Come on, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Father, I thank you for what you've done today. Lord, we give you the honor and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll give it over to Doug.